Hi, this is Michelle with Mishmash. There's a new tagline that I wanted to try out. Um, I didn't write it down, of course. I'm going to have to try to remember it. Um, I talk about it so you can too. <laughs> I did a stupid face at the end. I don't know. I don't know if I love it. I might not use it. Uh, so, I've been a busy little bee. Um, not super busy. I mean, I always have a ton of stuff to do, and I have not been doing what I need to do. I have not been reading my Reiki, Reiki, Reiki. <laughs> I haven't been reading my Reiki book. Um, I have uh, extra homework to do this week, and I have been putting off homework in general every week um, till like the last minute Sunday. Um, <laughs> like when my kids go down to bed um and I have more than usual to do like a whole fucking project and I, I haven't done anything besides watch a documentary which made me cry <laughs> and I have to like I have to do all this shit and it's Wednesday it's like half the week is gone but I've just been enjoying time with my husband really um the kids are at this like vacation camp thing and um we just have all day to ourselves pretty much like the camp starts at 9 they get they get out at 4 30 and we live like 10 minutes away not even so it's perfect like so ha like i can only wish that they would go in earlier <laughs> like nine o'clock is a late start for us so like nine is when things start kind of going downhill and the kids start getting cranky and tired but so far it's been okay and they've been having a good time so it's great but i mean me and my husband we've just been having a great time we've just been like hanging out you know lots of lots of stuff you know i mean <laughs> but you know like just watching stuff um we have been watching the office so we um, our, our, our relationship kind of grew along with the office and so it, we feel kind of close to it and um, when I met him I kind of forced him into watching it I'm like this is the best show you'll ever fucking see oh yeah you don't like the UK one me neither don't watch that shit watch the American one it's so good you know and I really forced him into watching it and um, we've just been like really big fans ever since and we watched it together ever since this is like maybe in the second third season uh, second season um, so of course if you watch The Office most people have you know that it kind of goes downhill um, once Michael leaves and, and it kind of it just kind of fucking falls really hard <laughs> really fast and really hard um, and since we were such major fans initially, we watched season one a few times, we watched season two like a trillion times, season three a lot, um, we start falling off at season four and whatnot, I was like, look, you know, we haven't watched, um, I don't I, I think there's episodes or seasons we haven't even actually watched, to be honest, um, I don't remember, it really got bad after Michael left we forced our way through and then we just kind of got tired of it it just really wasn't good it wasn't keeping our attention but I was like you know some time has been has passed we were kind of further away from it now let's check it out let's recheck it out let's see you know 
what it is and let's start off with the seasons that we didn't really like you know let's start off with a little bit before Michael left um, and we're now at the point where he has left and um, yeah it's been fun like it's been fun I will say that uh, I very much like I, initially when I watched the season of Michael leaving honestly since Jim and Pam got together it kind of got slower but I genuinely am enjoying um, that season that that Michael leaves and that maybe was the one before as well I don't know but um, yeah I genuinely have been enjoying it it's it's like we're at the point where they just picked Andy as manager and I'm like okay I don't know how this is gonna work <laughs> and that's a good thing too because it's like it was so long ago that we watched it and we only watched it once and we were like half interested in it um, so it this is almost kind of new um, and there's a lot that we just don't remember so it's been lots of fun and today we got to watch a movie we've been wanting to watch for a while Jay and Silent Bob reboot I think is what it's called <laughs> the second Jay and Silent Bob movie um, and that was interesting <laughs> I I'm like I don't know how I feel about it just yet like I don't hate it but I like I just I was watching it and I was like dude this this shit isn't for me like this was really funny comedy when I was a teenager young adult um, in my 30s not so much this is really dumb and actually it wasn't it wasn't even like it was like offensively dumb like oh my god how how dare he how dare Kevin Smith put together this trash it wasn't that far for me it was just like I'm not enjoying it like I used to enjoy his other movies and I had to pose the question like is it just because I'm older or has Kevin Smith you know is is his quality less so is it a mixture of both even I don't know I still don't know I'm, I'm like I don't want to <laughs> this should probably answer my question I'm like I don't want to watch James Silent Pop Strike back I don't want to watch that movie I sh I have watched it as an adult it does get boring to me after a certain point um, to be fair even when I was younger it got boring to me after a certain point but um, I enjoyed it a lot more still um, so I don't know I, I'm like, I really want to watch Dogma. I think that's my favorite movie of Kevin Smith's. Um, I get why Clerks is number one for a lot of people. That is not my favorite. I don't love it. Chasing Amy I love, but I do, like, my husband doesn't like that movie. He says it's really boring, and I get it. I get it. It's long. It's a long movie, but I like it. Um, I'm trying to think of his, I don't think, I don't know, I watch a lot of his work. This is one thing that this movie made me realize, is that I know a lot about Kevin Smith more than I ever thought. Like, if anyone was ever like, Michelle, what's your favorite director? I would be like, I don't have a favorite director. I don't know. <laughs> but this movie was, made me feel like, my favorite director must be Kevin Smith because I know a lot about his work and I know a lot about his personal life because I got a lot of the fucking references and there's a lot 
there's a lot of references in this movie and I got a lot of them not all of them I haven't watched every single Kevin Smith movie um, I think Kevin Smith comes up with a lot of ideas that appeal to me his execution <laughs> like I don't want to say it's bad because it's not bad I don't think there's ever been a Kevin Smith movie that I watched and I was like oh this is shit I have not watched Tusk I have not watched what is it Cop Out or whatever it is I haven't watched stuff like that that people like really hate so like keep that in mind but you know I did not hate <laughs> I wanted to be like I did enjoy I don't I can't say I enjoyed Red State but I didn't hate it. Like, if someone were to put it on, I'd watch it again. Um, see if there was something else in there for me. It wasn't bad. I didn't have a bad time watching it. It was interesting. Um, I liked Zack and Mary Make a Porno, which I did not know was a Kevin Smith film at the time. I thought, oh, another Judd Apatow movie. And I, I watched a reviewer who said that. Um, who mentioned that, but mentioned it in a very negative way. Um, however, I was very much a big, huge Judd Apatow fan at the time, so, uh, you know, to me that was exciting. I'm like, oh yes, let me watch this. And it was good. Like, I like that movie. Jersey Girl, they bring that up a lot. <laughs> People bring that up like a negative, and I'm like, I like Jersey Girl. That is a cute fucking movie. I don't get it. Um, I do like corny movies. Oh, I just watched Dumpling on Netflix not that long ago. Um, which, I don't know if people would consider that corny, but I consider it corny in the sense that it's very predictable. Like, I read what the movie was about, and I was like, oh, I've seen that movie, and I want to watch that movie. I love that movie, you know? Um, so, you know, that's my kind of thing. I do like cornball movies. And I do think Jersey Girl is a cornbally movie. It's so fucking cute, though. How can you watch that movie and hate it? I don't understand. It's adorable. So I am a fan. <laughs> I, and I, again, I, I could not say that I hated this movie. It just was not um, as enjoyable as watching Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back or some of his other films. I will say that I was still very invested. There was a story. Like, obviously, or I don't know, maybe it's not obvious, but the, the plot is basically the same plot as Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. They have to go to Hollywood to stop a movie being made about them. A reboot being made about them. And, um... I was, I don't know, just the way they did it, it was in a more mature way, and I don't want to say mature and give um, false understanding <laughs> that this movie isn't like a bunch of dick and fart jokes, because absolutely that stays, um, <clears throat> You know, I, I want to be like, oh, and I'm so beyond to fart jokes. I am 33. I no longer enjoy that type of comedy, if you can call it that. That's not me. Um, I still very much love dick and fart jokes. Um, my son farts constantly, and most of the time I am laughing. I mean, I try not to, I don't laugh that much anymore because A, 
horrifically smelly, but B also he does it to um, a, a concerning extent, to be honest. And it's um, like I can't, I, I can't sit there and be like, I can't encourage him. Basically, I don't want to encourage him, so I have stopped laughing. But like, <laughs> a well-timed fart joke is right up my alley. I gotta say, and I make dick jokes all the time actually myself so <laughs> you know like that's still very much my humor um I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about just like it it is a more mature storyline but the jokes are still highly immature I didn't find the jokes super funny though so I could say maybe that is writing maybe the quality of his writing is not he's not writing top quality dick and fart jokes for me I guess I don't know <laughs> so stupid I don't know I don't know I'm just spitballing here I'm trying to understand I'm trying to wrap my head around it because we literally just watched this today um, but the maturity comes in with the real plot um, you know what? Fuck it. This is spoiler alert. This is spoiler alert. I don't know when exactly this movie came out, but I am terrible at trying to, like, um, tiptoe around an issue or talk around shit. So, like, <laughs> I'm gonna get into what it was about. Um, the, the real plot is that Jay finds out that he is a father and he's kind of navigating this new territory He's like, you know, I have never been a father, I'm this old man now, and here it is, which I, he probably actually felt in real life with, um, when he had his baby, I guess a baby girl, yeah, in the movie, it's, his daughter was in the movie, um, in little, cute, adorable little girl, he probably felt that way as well, um, and I, you know, I felt, I felt that, my husband connected to that story a lot as well because he was like you know this is I really like all the dad stuff and I didn't pick up on it I was like maybe that's why I can't totally relate because it's not like I'm not a dad I'm a mom and and, and relationships are very different between mom and dad so I, I really couldn't relate but I can relate on a parental sense um to an extent it was it was interesting. It was interesting territory. I will say what I really did relate to, sort of, but it was weirding me out. <laughs> like, if I wasn't thinking about it, it was weirding me out. But if I put myself in the, the world of the movie and took out the reality aspects, I can relate to, like, seeing your child be you and you see, like, and the craziness of you <laughs> you know like holy shit like this just happens with my daughter a lot and it's like holy shit calm down little girl like what the fuck you can't be doing that you can't be saying stuff like that and it's just funny because it's like me you know <laughs> like shit I've done shit I still do things I've said when I was younger and I didn't understand like why people were so bothered you know it's a very interesting dynamic or phenomenon or whatever you want to call it like it's weird and it's weird <laughs> like I hate it because I just want to I don't know I always want to think I think everybody feels this you want to think of yourself as right 
and things just happen to you and then you have like a kid who is exactly like you and you're like whoa okay you kind of have to face yourself you know like a lot like okay there's a lot of shit that I am not right about like I see my faults I see where I'm wrong I thought that was really interesting it weirded me out though because his daughter in the movie is Kevin Smith's daughter in real life and she's talking about sex and sh drugs and shit like that and well I understand she is grown I think I, I don't know how old she is but she's I don't know close to an adult if not an adult um I thought it was weird <laughs> I'm like you I'm in my head I'm just like Kevin Smith you wrote those words for your own fucking daughter to say what the fuck that's weird dude that's weird like you couldn't get anybody else to play this part it had to be your daughter was she the person in mind to to play this role when you were writing it because that's weird and even if not like I just never 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 want to hear my kids say the shit that that character said <laughs> like that was just it put me out a bit but um it was it was an interesting dynamic and you do get to learn what fatherhood is or stepping into that role and one thing that I really did like was this scene with um god damn it I want to say how high because <laughs> I don't I can't remember their names Redman and oh my god the how high guys I'm sorry I can't remember their names Jay-Z's coming to mind and I'm not racist I swear to god like I know that's not Jay-Z but that's <laughs> I guess like black rapper Jay-Z comes to mind um fucking Christ and then I just thought Q-tip like why the fuck I have no idea Redman and whoever the other guy is Method Man <gasps> okay Redman and Method Man <laughs> there's the scene with them and they're kind of talking about how you know you just kind of have to do better than how you were raised, you know, and Jay's like, you know, I, I can't really because I didn't even meet my father. And they're like, well, you met your daughter. So boom, you got it. And I, I fucking felt that like a lot, you know, I feel like my entire parental existence is just to do better than my parents did. And it's like, okay, easy with my dad. Like, I just have to be there. <laughs> like, I just have to be there and not be abusive. <laughs> Abuse. Fucking psycho. Um, and with my mom, it's a lot more complicated. You know, my mom's a lot more complicated to me. Yeah, I mean, as you guys know, there's a lot of shit going on there. A lot of shit I'm trying to sort out even still. But it's like, you know, trying to see that line of what's right what's wrong I'm trying you know like I'm trying to look forward and like how will this affect our kids later in life like what what do my words and my actions how will that affect them when they're adults will it be a good or bad thing you know and I don't know I like I literally am constantly analyzing these things and I don't know it's hard it is hard but I I just felt that a lot and 
there were those sentimental moments in the movie and I do I did enjoy those I think I just really enjoyed the real moments in the movie versus the sillier moments um, but they weren't bad moments it just I don't know I, I didn't enjoy it I mean it's not that I didn't even enjoy it it was just very flatline for me um, so uh, yeah that was that was Jane Silent Bob reboot interesting movie I don't think I'll watch it again um, <laughs> but I wouldn't recommend it <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it I wouldn't watch it again but I wouldn't say that was bad um, 1 out of 10 rating I would give it a 7 I think a 7 is fair I would give it a 7 and um, so this is one thing I've been wanting to kind of talk about it's a show Bojack Horseman and um, the finale came about as of late <laughs> like last month I think and my husband and I watched it and um, I've just been like I don't know how I feel about it yet so I don't want to talk about it yet and today a review or, or, or uh, an analysis of the ending came out and it helped me to kind of formulate what I was feeling because the only thing that I could bring to words about how I felt about the last season was just like it was hopeful like it made me feel good like it was hopeful and so watching this um, analysis it kind of pinpointed more clearly why I liked it why I felt it was hopeful and I think with Bojack Horseman I will always love 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 that show because it is such good insight to how someone who is depressed someone who has low self-esteem low, low self-worth um, how we feel <laughs> the anxiety the constant questioning <sighs> I think it's a famous scene it's one I see a lot when I watch analysis sis, analysis analysis <laughs> I don't know <laughs> when I watch analysis of um, Bojack and it's this scene of it's early on in the, in the show maybe first or second season but it's this one where you're kind of in his head and you see him like get up and do daily morning things regular morning things but you just hear him talking to himself like beating him down the whole time like you fat fucking piece of shit you know oh yeah you're gonna eat that and I, like I don't remember word for word but you might know what I'm talking about <laughs> it's a poor explanation I don't know but I I fucking feel that so hard I can't even tell you because that's literally what it's like in my brain for everything that I say everything that I think everything that I feel everything that I do there's this constant voice um, saying how it's wrong and how it's shitty or it's stupid or it's yeah I don't know that's the self the lack of self-worth that's their worthlessness talking and kind of beating you down and it, it is 
literally like how they depict it and it's so constant and it's so like regular that it doesn't even register but it does you know and I just I don't know I relate to Bojack so fucking hard like I love that show like maybe I don't do drugs like he does or hurt people like he does but I think that in general we all kind of do that maybe not to the extent of Bojack but I think we all are so in our bubble and so in our like victimization that we don't see the pain that we cause others we are so engulfed in our own pain our own personal pain that we cause other people pain and you can't even see it and that's kind of deep it's kind of sad too that's something I try to think about and keep in mind because it's so easy it's so fucking easy to like you you can easily know how you feel and how you perceive of a situation and everything's happening to you like as a person you are the star of your own show you know and you can't know what anybody else is thinking or why they do things or their motivations you only know yours so it's like it's easy to see it's easy to put yourself as the victim it's easy to see yourself as like this is happening to me um it's hard to be like this is happening for me or even like i'm doing this to somebody like i'm the villain in somebody else's story i think we can all say you know whether you realize it or not everybody has been a villain in somebody else's story you know and it's hard to take ownership of that and understand that and I don't know just to see that and admit to it live in it and I feel like a lot of us we can't see it and we avoid seeing it and we run far away from it and I think that's what Bojack, Bojack was all about like especially when you get to see how he was brought up you see that like this person is very broken like he didn't really have a chance like there there was no way that this well-adjusted person adult was going to come out of the beginnings that he had and he was constantly just running away from that pain and everything that he did felt justified because of that like oh I had this happen to me so it's okay that I do this to somebody else or even that is not that you are doing it to somebody else you might not even see that but he's just running 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 and we are all just running running from our past running from our pain running from our hurt you know we are all trying to become the hero I think that's very true like we we all I, don't, I feel like everyone has been through some kind of trauma and to try to compare it would be literally pointless because even if like someone has had everything they've ever wanted in life and like their trauma was that like one time they didn't get a candy bar they probably feel like that's just as traumatic as like someone being raped or something you know what I mean where you'd be like well that's ridiculous like this isn't the same 
but to that person it might be like if that makes sense this is a huge exaggeration like I don't know if anybody has ever felt like that but <laughs> just to kind of explain and I just I'm like we're, we've all been through it we all run from it and to run from it we all try to constantly see ourselves as the victim and the hero at the same time and there's so many stories that are like that you know and the 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 underdog wins and we are trying to be those winners and that's what Bojack is about and that's what he's doing he's trying to be that winner he is trying to be that hero but because we're not facing our truth our real self and dealing with that pain dealing with that hurt dealing with that the 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 beginnings of our victimizations like we're not you know like we can't become the hero that way people who have done really good like this happens a lot they've done really good things if they haven't dealt with their shit from the past like they, it always reverts you're not going to continue winning you're going to fall back that's what I really love about Bojack is just this very honest portrayal of that in this journey and what I loved is that they did deal with it in a very hopeful way because they could have had him die and he was just the bad guy um, there's a lot of things they could have done I think it was just a more honest way of like okay you know, it ended with it being like, you know, okay, I did these bad things, and I'm a shitty person. And I was really, honestly, I was wondering if they were going to have him end up being the hero when he was um, doing that interview. That first interview went really, really well, and everybody loved him, and I was like, oh shit, is it going to end like this? Like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that either, but, you know, as a fan, I was like, I want that for him. I think we all kind of want that, but I was like, I don't really, I'm not comfortable with it, even though I like it. And I, I just think, you know, they handled it so much more real, realistically and thoughtfully, where it was like, no, he is not the good guy. He has hurt a lot of people and damaged them, just like his parents did to him, where it's irreversible. And... He has to deal with this. He has to deal with the repercussions of that. He has to face himself and see who he really is and what he's done. And this is what I feel like sitting in your emotions means. Like, if anybody ever wonders, like, when I say that, like, this is what I feel like it means. He had to sit in that shit. He could have run away from it. You have to sit there and feel every single emotion and see everything about you and I think like I don't know the way I do it is I just sit there and I don't even judge it I turn off that voice if I can <laughs> I turn off that voice that's like oh yeah you piece of shit this is what you did like no like this is just what happened and it feels shitty and that's it and don't put any more 
thought to it any more feelings to it or anything just really live in it and that's what he did and that's the only way that he could overcome and um it was interesting to see everybody move on from him and he was kind of like left alone and that was okay though because there was growth and that's another thing that I really identified with because sometimes I feel like that I think we probably all have you know where you go through a lot of trials and tribulations and you feel like you've grown a lot and you feel like you should be so much further up on the other side of the mountain right but you just one day find yourself right back down to fucking square one and you're like what the fuck what is this why am I right where I started but what I have come to realize and this is exactly what happened in Bojack which I really love like it gets me excited (laughs) because I felt this so much and it's like okay I'm not exactly at square one because I might be in the same situation but I see things totally differently I'm thinking of things totally differently I'm feeling things totally differently I'm not going to reach out for alcohol to make myself feel better. I'm not going to reach out for drugs to make myself feel better. I'm not going to avoid this. I'm going to handle this head on. And that's not something that I was able to do before. So there is growth. It might feel small. Maybe it's huge. Maybe it's not. That's not something I can really say personally. (laughs) I always feel like it's small, but big. But there is that growth. It's not exactly right back where you started and I loved that I really loved that I really appreciated that I really just felt like all of Bojack and definitely especially the ending was just really really realistic and one thing that Diane said she said a lot of shit she's so smart she's so smart she's so insightful but they were talking and Bojack's like your wife's a bitch and then you die and Diane says wife's a bitch and then you live on and I really connected to that too because like that's how I used to feel all the time when I was younger life's a bitch and then you die and I just really looked forward to death I was really suicidal and I was just like that's all there is life just keeps shitting on you and shits on you and shits on you some more and then you just die and I was like I want to skip all the extra shitting please thank you can I just die at this point and I think I'm at this place now where I'm like maybe a little past this but you know I can see the genius in life's a bitch and then you live because it'll get better It might feel like it never will. There might be a very long period of life shitting on you, but it won't be that from birth to death. It just won't. And I think a lot of that, too, is the actions that we choose. You have to kind of own up to your life. That's when it'll start turning around. If you keep making these passive decisions, or if you just see it as that life is going to constantly shit on you, it's going to constantly shit on you. That's what you're looking for. So that's what's going to happen. You know, 
and I, I mean, I know I used to be like, that's not what I'm looking for, that's not what I want, but it was like, absolutely, it was. I wanted to confirm what was, what I felt, what I thought. If I was like, I'm gonna have a good day, I didn't really want a good day. I wanted to reconfirm my feelings. And that was that I was gonna have a bad day, so that's what would happen. I feel like you have to get past that and make better decisions. Change your mindset is the biggest fucking thing. I can't even tell you how much that has helped me. Um, changing your mindset in, in, I don't know, just how you think of everything. And it's not even about thinking positively, although that's part of it. But it's thinking more realistically more dualistic understanding that there will be bad but also understanding that there is good and there will be good you know people kind of associate realism with negativity and pessimism with pure positivity I mean sorry what the fuck am I saying optimism with pure positivity and it's like that's false, <laughs> you know. Uh, pessimism is pure negativity. Optimism might be pure positivity. Realism, I think, is understanding that there will always be both. And you can get through the bad. The, the, the bad will never knock you down unless you let it. That's a fact. Changing your mindset will do wonders and, and really dealing with your pain and understanding yourself will literally change your world and you'll be able to get through anything you know life life isn't a bitch we are <laughs> we're the bitches <laughs> betches you know once you once you deal with your shit, once you're able to sit in your emotions, deal with your shit, your thoughts, your feelings, whatever, your actions, then you can be like, life is just life. And it's good. It's great. And there will be bad times. There will be bad moments. There will be bad days. I mean, I honestly try to not ever have a full bad day. There, there's really no reason you know but there are bad moments there's literally no way to escape that like you know you can't control everything and not everything is roses and daisies but how you can deal with those bad moments and those bad days will change everything truly so I don't know I just loved it it was really great it was really really good um for the whole of bold bold jack for the whole of bojack <laughs> rating 1 to 10 I would say is a 10 it's a 10 and the only other 10 show I could ever give is Breaking Bad so fucking phenomenal and the ending just really was a masterpiece you know I really loved it I really relate to it. Love it, love it, love it. I cannot lie. Like, I love that show so much. I don't know if I'd watch it again. I was talking about this with my husband. I Like, is that a rewatchable show? 
I don't know the first season is much more humorous than depressing <laughs> but the rest of the, the rest of it is pretty depressing fucking genius show I absolutely love it high quality if you haven't seen it I would suggest absolutely watching it do not miss it but like I don't know if I'd watch it again but I respect it and love it and it'll always be like um held up very high for me and um that's all I have for you guys today I have a treat coming this week probably tomorrow I'm gonna have my husband on here we're gonna chat um he has a subject he wants to chat about so I'll let that be a surprise I guess and I don't know it's more about him so I'm letting him formulate his own thoughts and everything of what he wants to say and how he wants to say it and I'll probably be the Devon show tomorrow because <laughs> that's just kind of how my husband is um through no fault of his own <laughs> he knows but uh if that's what it is it helps him I'm just gonna roll with it and plus I love hearing him talk he's great at it so that's coming and um yeah if you have any questions comments suggestions make sure to email me at themishmosh at gmail.com I don't know what I'm doing with my blog I haven't done any fucking writing I like to have the option to write so I don't know I don't know if I want to send you guys there until I have like more shit because I'm like I don't know how often I'll I'll update it I don't even know if I like what I wrote. <laughs> At first I loved it and now I'm like in a different place and I'm like, I don't know if I like it. That's why I don't write because I'm constantly changing my mind on if I like my own shit. Um, I don't know. If you want to check it out, check it out. It is <laughs> mishmoshblog at blogspot.com and um, the most pop-in place is Facebook because I'm old and I only use Facebook. Um, you can find me at Mish Mishmash Podcast on there and I have lots of great memes, funny memes, informative memes, energy updates, all that good shit. So go check it out, like the page, like the shit on there, and I will catch you guys tomorrow. Bye.